This message comes from NPR sponsor, Vitas Healthcare. Days, evenings, weekends, holidays. Vitas Healthcare clinicians are always available for their hospice patients, families, and healthcare partners. For more information, go to vitas.com advantage. It's 12.56 a.m. and we are wrapping up the 92nd Academy Awards. Parasite took home the Oscar for Best Picture. The first time ever a film not in the English language has won the prize. I feel like a very opportune moment in history is happening right now. (sighs) Parasite also won awards for Best Director, International Feature, and Original Screenplay. Acting awards went, as expected, to Brad Pitt, Laura Dern, Joaquin Phoenix, and Renee Zellweger. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Linda Holmes. We're wrapping up the Oscars on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR, so don't go away. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Vitas Healthcare. When your advanced illness patients need an advanced illness specialist, rely on Vitas Healthcare. Rely on them for end-of-life care knowledge and resources, including 24-7 acceptance of referrals and complex modalities for symptom management. For more on how VTAS can help you and your patient or residents, go to VTAS.com advantage. What's good, y'all? As you know, February is Black History Month, and all throughout that month, NPR's Code Switch is going to be running a special series about the history of Black resistance. Because as long as Black folks have been oppressed in this country, which is, you know, forever. We've also been fighting back. Listen and subscribe. Welcome back. You just met NPR Music's Stephen Thompson. Also with us at this late hour is Glenn Weldon of the NPR Arts Desk. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Linda. So you guys, we got to talk about Parasite. (sighs) You you might remember in this space, in our Oscar preview, (laughs) and in a piece published on NPR and in our newsletter... I told you I thought Parasite was going to win Best Picture. That didn't lose my nerve this time. Yeah. You were right. I was wrong. You were right. In fact, you were right. And I had pre-written a 1917 takes everything kind of news spot for NPR. And I had to rewrite the damn thing. Ah, good. Because of reality. (laughs) Well, that happened with with Moonlight, as I recall. Uh When Moonlight won a couple years ago, we had to rewrite everything. Yeah. But Parasite won. uh, Not only did it win Best Picture, which I think it richly deserves. But uh, as we mentioned in the intro, it won for its screenplay. It won won for its directing. It won Best International Feature. It's not just that it won four Oscars. Uh It's that it won four of the big, most important ones you can possibly win. And it gave us the opportunity for three Bong Mm -hmm. Joon-ho speeches, all of which were absolutely delightful. And let's give that guy credit, right? Like, not everybody who's up for a bunch of Oscars comes in with three discrete delightful things to say uh-huh. yeah. but he he gave three speeches kind of from three different angles it made the night feel so much less monotonous that it could yeah. have than it could have felt even though the outcome is delightful yeah. right because the evening had been running on rails for a long yeah. time a lot of i don't know if prognosticators are just getting better at sort of mm-hmm. gaming the system and figuring out what's going to win but everything that we thought was going to win was winning yeah and the only surprises of the night were around parasite yeah i also appreciated the fact that um, uh, he mostly spoke in Korean mm-hmm. with his wonderful interpreter, Sharon Choi, who's been with him this whole season. But he also would give a few English sentences just kind of for effect, which I enjoyed a great deal, including the classic, I will drink until next morning. <laughs> Thank you. I, I will drink until next morning. Thank you. Uh. 
And he also switched over to English when he pointed out that this is the first Oscar when he won screenplay. Mm -hmm. He pointed out it was the first Oscar ever for a South Korean film. Writing a script is always such a lonely process. We never write to represent our countries. But this is very first Oscar to South Korea. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, that guy is that guy is a lot of fun to listen to. <laughs> I thought his tributes to the other directors, which were kind of Martin Scorsese, you're a genius. Thank you so much. When I was young and studying cinema, there was a saying that I carved deep into my heart, which is the most personal is the most creative. Kumaran. <laughs> that quote was from uh, our great Martin Scorsese. So, <laughs> finally, somebody has validated Martin Scorsese. <laughs> but then it kind of ended with this, like, also Sam Mendes and Todd Phillips. You are also here. Anyway, but I just thought it was delightful to watch to watch him be on such a, a role. Yeah, a lot of fun. So we need to talk uh, about some other categories as much as I would love to talk about Parasite all night long. The acting categories were exactly what everyone expected. Yeah. Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Renee Zellweger for Judy, and Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I would say those were all pretty expected, except idea the Zellweger and Phoenix speeches were both. I was sure that the way he was going on, they were going to cut her off really quickly. And I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They did not cut her off really quickly. So his included, among other things, a little discussion of cows. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby. Even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for a calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. So that was a him. Right. I don't think I expected to hear the word insemination in no. a podcast. <laughs> no. And hers at one point just became her listing a lot of famous people she admires. When we look to our heroes, we agree, you know, um, and that matters. Uh, Neil Armstrong, Sally Ride. Uh, Dolores Fuerta, um, Venus and Serena and Selena, uh, Bob Dylan, Scorsese, uh, Fred Rogers, Harriet Tubman. If ever you were going to rehearse a speech that you could bounce a quarter off of, exactly. it's when you know you are going to win Best Actor or Best Actress. And yet uh, they kind of went up there and they, they... It didn't sound like they were winging it exactly. It didn't yeah. sound, they were rambling, but it seemed like practiced <laughs> rambling. It <laughs> did. Like, this is what I was doing in the it mirror did. And I, I want to make clear, like, I'm into figuring out something meaningful to say sure. in your acceptance speech for sure. I just think they both c- came off a little bit like they were, yeah, like it was practiced rambling. I want to talk about a few other categories that went, I thought, very much as people expected. Toy Story 4 was Mm -hmm. Best Animated Feature. American Factory, which is the Netflix one produced by, uh, among others, the Obamas, one for documentary feature. Stephen, tell me about the music awards. Best Original Score went to Hildur Gunnadotter uh, for Joker. That was kind of as expected. That is a terrific score. For all that movie's fault, I think the music really sets a lot of the tone and the mood in that film. She gave, I thought, a lovely and gracious speech. To the girls, to the women, to the mothers, to the daughters, who hear the music bubbling within, please speak up. We need to hear your voices. 
And then for best original song, again, more or less as expected, you know, as, as much as it seemed kind of going into the award season, like Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 might kind of just get that uh, let it go coronation. But Elton John's I'm Gonna Love Me Again, though I thought his performance of it fell really flat. Yeah. Um, he and Bernie Taupin won that award going away. Yeah. So we got to see the uh, performances of all the songs. We also got a musical performance that was not one of the songs. <laughs> so, Glenn, you and I both talked about the sequence yeah. that led up to this performance. <laughs> uh, well, this year didn't have a host. They also uh, didn't do that thing where they introduce the nine nominees for Best Picture, mm-hmm. while just having people come out there and address and say, this is Parasite. None of that. Uh, that left a lot of room, a little wiggle room there. But what they filled that wiggle room with was a lot of strange introductions to introductions to introductions. So they had somebody like Anthony Ramos introduced Lin-Manuel Miranda, who introduced a montage whose point seemed to be that some movies have songs in them. Uh, that was in itself an introduction to Eminem performing Lose Yourself from 8 Mile, which won Best, best song. Original song. 18 original years song. ago. 18 yeah. years ago, At yeah. At the 2003 ceremony after coming out in 2002. Exactly. And what Stephen pointed out is that knowing that there was an overwhelmingly white kind of a pool of nominees, they seem to be pulling from people of color, women, queer folk, to kind of be kind of like filigree around the edges of the ceremony. In some of those multiple layers. Of, In some of those multiple yeah. layers of just like, here's the introduction to an introduction to an introduction. At one point, Tom Hanks, uh, who was, you know, big old white guy, uh, introduced a museum. Yeah. He was introduced by another white guy who was the president of the academy. It's just a yeah. lot of dead air that, that yeah. just didn't feel like it needed to be there. And we're, we're out of chronological order, sure. but the opening, you mentioned the lack of a host. Uh-huh. The opening where you would normally have, you know, the monologue or the musical number or whatever, they did have both a very traditional Oscar, I mean, in some ways, a right. very traditional Oscar-Z opening musical number, but it was performed by Janelle Monet, who's sort of the most kind of modern and cool person you can possibly get. And Billy Porter. And, right. and Billy Porter doing this. It's a wonderful time Well, no, for it's Oscar. a Janelle Monet it's, song. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real Janelle, Janelle Monet song. But it still was in the. And she's surrounded by dancers. Right. Who are Dressed in costumes, saluting various films of the year. Sure, uh, you, you had dancing, uh, dancing World War One soldiers. You had dancing uh, us doppelgangers. You had dancing, you had a dancing queen and slim. You had a dancing queen, a dancing slim, dancing jokers. Sure, children, pay attention. There used to be a time of Billy Crystal kind of doing this big number. It's a wonderful night for Oscar, and it was just him. Before that, right before uh, we learned about irony, <laughs> there was just straight ahead big jazz handy musical numbers at the beginning of the Oscars and some of them were fiascos and some of them were actually pretty fun and this was a an attempt to kind of draft off that old school vibe mm-hmm. with something that is very very new right and Janelle Monet specifically called out you know the whiteness of the Oscars and yeah. some of that stuff she's she's very you know, outspoken to say the least mm-hmm. in the best way. Well, and also even in the casting of the dancers, the fact that they had movies like Queen and Slim and Us and Midsummer, sure. th- there seemed to be a certain amount of like, let's acknowledge these movies that should have probably been nominated and weren't. Yeah, absolutely. I think, that, you know, over the course of the evening, you saw a lot of, as you've mentioned, those efforts to kind of, what are we going to do in the ceremony about the lack of diversity in the nominations, which you can't really do, right? right. It's, uh, you know, the judge on the people's court always says it as, I, I'm itching over here and you're scratching me over there. Um, <laughs> she says it in Spanish. It sounds much better. But um, 
it's this kind of you can't really solve a problem in your nominations and awards with the content of your ceremony. But right. they are they have tried. Right. You had we talked about a, a lovely speech from Taika Waititi in which he talked about indigenous kids. This is really great. And I dedicate this to uh, all the indigenous kids in the world who uh, want to, uh, to do art and dance and write stories. We are the original storytellers and uh, we can uh, make it here as well. Thank you. Kia ora. He also did uh, something that was very unusual. That's never I've never seen on the Oscars, but I've seen it in other places. Glenn and I have both seen it at the Toronto Film Festival, among mm-hmm. other among other places that they do it, which is a, a land acknowledgement, and it's when you talk about the you acknowledge the uh, indigenous people who uh, resided on, and in some cases still reside on the land where the ceremony or the event or whatever it is is taking place, and that was unusual for the Oscars too. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences would like to acknowledge that tonight we have gathered on the ancestral lands of the Tongva, the Tatavian, and the Chumash. We acknowledge them as the first peoples of this land on which our motion picture community lives and works. Moriora. So yeah, um, so those are some of them. Any, what other awards do you guys want to highlight? I think the most predicted win of the night was probably Roger Deakins and cinematography for for 1917. That sort of fit into everything kind of fitting on rails. I was delighted to see Hair Love uh, yeah. win Best Animated Short. Yeah. Um, that is such a charming short film. It or Kit Bull could have won and I'd have been delighted. They're both terrific and on YouTube. I also appreciated the way, you know, Glenn mentioned the the taking out the part where you're introducing these nine films and how that frees up space for other things. One thing that it freed up space for that I really appreciated was that it allowed them to show kind of longer clips Mm -hmm. of of the performances, which I always welcome, and a, a segment where they played out longer stretches of the scores of the nominated best original scores than they usually play. I appreciated the fact that they clearly wanted to get a little bit more performance in there. And also, whatever you think of long rambly Oscar speeches, I I do not like it when orchestras play people off. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they had a little bit of wiggle room to like show the speeches, like these people winning the awards are technically why we're watching. Right. Yeah. My favorite moment of the night is probably when during the speeches for best picture for a uh, uh, Parasite, they turned out the lights on these people who, who deserve to be there, these producers, and the audience uh, revolted. In yeah. terms of uh, wins that I really like, I mean, you know, I, I, I it was, I, I guess after feeling that great inevitability about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood earlier this summer and just feeling like that this momentum is unstoppable, for it to only win Brad Pitt as supporting actor and production design after all the stuff it was nominated for was kind of surprising. Yeah. Again, uh, Little Women's Only Victory uh, all yeah. evening long was costume design. You kind of expected that was going to happen because uh, they are suckers for a bustle and uh, <laughs> they, they do love a bustle. So uh, that was good to see. I would have loved some screenplay love there too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think for me, you know, we t- I talked in our wrap up last year about the fact that if you don't have a host, it matters a great deal who the winners are, right. and to have this film that I really love, led by this extremely charismatic director, it makes a big difference because all of a sudden you feel like you're watching something that over and over again feels good, right? And none of these particularly felt bad to me, and so on the whole, a pretty satisfying evening, I thought. 
Absolutely. Topped, yeah. off, topped off by being right, which I love. There is, well, see, that's the thing. Like, if you come to these things wanting some surprise, mm-hmm. you didn't get it until really the very yeah, end. I mean, like, end. yes, the Parasites, uh, little wins here and there, that was encouraging, but it was just such an out-of-left-field uh, realization. Not to Linda. <laughs> Not to Linda. Uh, but that was, like, like, that's the drama, this yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, and and for most of the evening, there was no drama because yeah. everything went according to plan. You kind of need at least one surprise, yeah. you know? And I think it's fitting. Parasite pulls off a surprise. Mm-hmm. The movie's got a few, too. So very much enjoyed it myself. Come and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PCHH or tweet us at PCHH. Tell us what you thought about the Oscars. That brings us to the end of our show. Thank you both for staying up with me. Thank you. And of course, thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. If you have a second and you're so inclined, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash newsletter. We will see you all on Friday when we will chat about birds of prey. Woo.